Hello and welcome to Joko Yo. John Hinton came to Nansamon County, Virginia, like many other young English men wanting a change and perhaps to find a fortune or an adventure, or all three. It was the 1600s, and all of this was possible in a way that it was not possible at all in England. Some people came as indentured servants, people who could not afford their own passage. Payment of the trip, which was a considerable amount of money, enough that most people could not afford it. See, this trip would fundamentally and permanently change not only their lives, but the lives of all their descendants in nearly every conceivable way. It was a chance, it was a shot to permanently stop a cycle of poverty or at least stagnation in political standing and economic condition and social standing. It was a chance for, if not them, their children, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to not be, um, I guess, maybe stifled, perhaps? You know, to be somebody, to do something that they would never have equal chance to do in England. Basically, coming here meant a rebirth, to be somebody new, to be somebody, and that down through the generations, and nothing would be as it was for every ancestor that came before you. Doing this was bold. It was risk. But the way John Hinton and thousands of other people saw it, the chance was now, and there would never be another chance like this ever again. Knowing the promise and the potential, many people who could not afford to pay for this trip took out loans of a sort from people that could afford it. Those loans could be paid off through labor for a specified amount of time, generally about 10 years, in which one of these enterprising souls would be the contracted agricultural labor of a landowner, basically a slave. At the end of the 10 years, the debt was considered paid and the person was free to define multi-generational destiny. Some colonies added an extra bit of sweet to the deal. In some colonies, at the end of your indenture, you not only were freed and with a new identity, you also were granted land to start it with, sometimes as much as 50 acres per person per family. That's a lot of land. It's a lot of prime Virginia farming land, and 50 acres per person was more land than you probably would have ever, ever gotten back in England. If you did this, if you made that choice, if you were that bold, you could go from being a servant to a lord of land to being a lord of your own land, yourself, within 10 years, and then helping other Englishmen build their own new multi-generational legacies. From a servant to a lord. But first you had to come. Millions did, and John Hinton was one of them. Also arriving to this corner of Tidewater, Virginia, was one John Hardy. The more people that came, 
meant that there was less available land, or less desirable land, or both. It didn't take long for the opportunities to lessen, for the place to get sort of crowded, and it was very soon understood that for later arrivals, it was that you came to Nansamon County to get started, but it wasn't a place that you stayed. Nansamon, for many, was a sort of halfway house or entry point. The later arrivals began to seek their own fortunes, their own estates, and establish their own legacies farther west into Virginia. Others, however, many others, went south into the northern part of the province of Carolina. It would be tempting at this point to look at a map and automatically say, well, obviously, they went south from Jamestown following creeks and rivers. And you know, for many people, that would be right which is how we eventually got the towns of Elizabeth City and the one-time capital of North Carolina, Edenton, forming the Albemarle District and the Chowan Precinct. Others, like Howard John Hinton, saw that even that area was attracting too many people who thought the same as he did, not to mention the northeast corner of North Carolina had an enormous swamp, the Great Dismal, And by the time he arrived, there were already large established plantations that he would have been successful, well, actually not successful, if he had tried to compete with an existing power structure designed to protect itself was already in place. He would always have been on the outside looking in had he settled in northeastern Carolina. John Hardy, born in Dorsetshire, England, in 1665, was another person. He came to Virginia also, later, like John Hinton, moving to North Carolina, eventually owning significant acreage along Salmon Creek. He came to the area before John Hinton and was a sea captain that owned a trading post in the Coleraine community. He bartered turpentine, tar pitch, etc. You know, things for the boats. He received 640 acres in the Bertie district with his wife, Charity O'Dwyer Hardy, and their children, one of which was named Mary. John Hardy had found his way. John Hinton, born in 1673 in Wiltshire, England, Settled down in Chowan District, married John Hardy's daughter Mary, a very fortunate marriage for him, by the way. He became a small farmer, a carpenter, a cooper. He never became famous, powerful, or prosperous, but he did change the destiny of all of his descendants. He served on a jury, became a justice of the peace in 1725, and achieved the rank of colonel in the local militia. Good for him. He died in 1732, leaving behind his wife and his children, Hardy, Sarah, Malachi, Judith Charity, Macaja, Mary, Ann, William, Judah, and John. Now, John the father, the one we've been talking about, wrote his will in 1732, years before his death at age of 59, in order, presumably, to secure this legacy. It wasn't much. So he didn't have much in the way of land or power to leave him except for a pretty solid, respectable reputation. His children were also the grandchildren of John Hardy. 
who was significantly more prosperous than John Hinton and powerful. But combining these two definitely resulted in a payoff that we could imagine John Hinton would never have suspected when he made that trip across the ocean. And thanks for listening. Until next time, y'all be good.